What's up, Secrets family? Welcome to the Secrets Are Killing Us podcast. Listen, we're vulnerable, we cry, we laugh. We're honest so that we can heal, be healed, and set free from all those internal secrets. And you know we all have them. That's really been killing us. Come on and vibe with us, y'all. Get into the conversation. up secrets family we coming back at you once more um to have a little conversation that sparked something um that i had a conversation with another friend with so me and chris um are here to kind of chat about um forgiveness amongst friends and forgiveness amongst relationships and we wanted to bring it to the table and bring it to the podcast to get different perspectives and talk through a few things that um, me and my friend were having conversations about that I thought would be a good eye opener and a good conversation for you all as our listeners. So Chris, what's up? Nothing much. You know something I learned today? What did you learn today? 11% of people are left-handed. Well, that was random. Okay. But 11% of people, (laughs) is this in the United States or is this international? Like, what is this? You probably didn't get that far, did you? No, it was in my... um my snapple cap so i don't think it'll fit all that information <laughs> in there you know I how you know people still drink snapple it was on sale and i'm running out of mixers for my liquor here so i just grabbed it see this this guy why did you allow us to go into quarantine because you already know he has a drinking problem anyway it has honestly <laughs> and i can say because we're all family here my drinking has pretty much plateaued it's just the usual <laughs> my weed intake has peaked dramatically listen i wanted to have me a little something something on on 420 i always want to do it on that day but I, I don't smoke listeners and followers but i was like i'll take an edible i'll take one to just chill out but i was like um let me text my old roommate because my old roommate is a chain smoker mm-hmm. and i was like how much it costs for an edible and um, she was you like, sell like an undercover cup. <laughs> right. And she was like, he um he was like, um, it's um sometimes like sixty dollars. I was like, for an edible? Sixty dollars. Like, they do it in packs, I guess. They do they don't they do them in large quantity or something. Or it was like one for fifteen or I can't remember, but I was like, oh no. Fifteen dollars is two meals. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I can make myself laugh sober. I'm not gonna do that shit. Don't we know? And Let me sit by myself anyway. What I, I would pay money to see you high. What was funny is I've only been high once. So <laughs> um when I was high, I was chilling. Like my friend um had a brownie. This is completely not what we're gonna talk about, y'all, but you know how we do. We all go off topic. Yes. But my friend um <laughs> came over to the house and um was just checking on me and he had a brownie. And he was like, just try this. It's, it's a, I was like, I smell the weed. I said, I know what you're trying to get me to do. So he was like, just try it, just try it. So I tried it or whatever. And I'm cleaning and, and washing dishes and walking around and we talking and I don't feel nothing. So I sit down and then we start, we talking a little more or whatever and watching TV. And next thing I know, I was like, I got to pee. So I get up to go to the bathroom, baby. That's when I knew I was high <laughs> yeah. as hell. <laughs> and I was so high because I was like, why do I feel like everything is going in slow motion? Uh-huh. For one. And then I felt like I was 500 pounds. <laughs> I said, why do I feel like I am so damn heavy? <laughs> so 
anybody who knows me personally, I am naturally a clown. I like to laugh. I'm silly. And I like to have fun. But I was laughing at myself because it was almost like an out-of-body experience. It was like, you know how they have, you know, they uh, when people are contemplating something, they got the bad Anthony and the, and the good Anthony on one shoulder. And yes. the opposite. I felt like it was almost like that. Like, I was looking at myself high, and I was laughing at myself. It was so funny. And then I put my do-rag on and um, had my hair in it, but it was dangling in the back of my neck, and it kept tickling me. So I thought something was crawling on me. <laughs> so I was like, what is that? My friend was like, what is wrong with you? He's like, yo, you high. I was like, no, something is on me. <laughs> so when um, I eventually grabbed it, I was like, oh, never mind. It's just my do-rag just dangling in the back of my neck. See. But I've only been high once. But I I was definitely contemplating this week for four. But let me. So like you, I don't smoke only because I haven't really mastered it, and I I don't want to be the guy that's always coughing, (laughs) (laughs) passing it around to everybody else. (laughs) But so I'm definitely on the kick of edibles, and what I discovered, I guess this week, a friend of mine makes weed butter. So. Anything you put butter on, you could do the weed butter. I put this weed butter, when I say a little bit, on my shrimp scampi. <laughs> I laid down on that couch. I really felt like I was in a sunken place. <laughs> I was sitting there. And you know, I'm just. <laughs> and apparently every time, every time I'm high, right, my friends can just tell. I would open the door and they go, are you high? It's all in your face. <laughs> <laughs> I remember sitting on the couch and next thing you know I am literally laying on the floor watching TV talking about I need room to spread out <laughs> I cannot see I can always tell my friends are high too I can, it's something about how they, how they look in their eyes like it's a glaze uh-huh. or gloss on their eyes and they just look lost <laughs> and stupid I'm like oh yeah you high bro I know what's going on well the next time in Greensboro I'm definitely bringing something with me that's going to be entertaining oh god I'm not I don't even think I'm funny when I'm when I'm not high. I just think I'm funny to myself. Other people think I'm funny, but I'm like, I don't most times they think I'm funny, I'm just being serious. I'm like, I don't understand what you're laughing at, but all right. So I, I think when I'm high, I'm probably just gonna look dumb and not be funny. Anyway. Well, we're gonna find out. Go ahead. Anyway. But no. So that was completely off topic, but yeah, so <laughs> that's well how we keep it fun. That's how we keep it engaging. You never know what's gonna come out on the screen. Never. Never know what's gonna happen. But um, earlier this week, so I reached out to Chris because I was randomly talking to um, one of my friends who's going through a marital issue. I'm not going to tell all their details as far as it's going on out of privacy for them. I'm a very private person, so I would not um, dare tell their business um, on a public platform. But they're going through um, a marital situation and, you know, they are working on forgiveness and um you know, when it comes to forgiveness, I realized that in their particular situation that they are holding each other hostage to the mistakes that they have made and they can't get over it. It's hard for them to forgive each other because of, well, one, it's harder for one to forgive the other. Um, and well, I'll say both of them. They just, ha- they just handle it in different ways. And then I started to kind of, you know how we do, Chris, we self-reflect. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking on my past relationships and I'm like, you know, was I, am I like that? You know, am I like the type of person where I say I forgive you, but deep down inside, I really don't forgive you and things 
may come out of nowhere and start getting emotional and then I'm I'm reliving it all over again. And I'm taking out on them. And then I started thinking about, you know, relationships with friends. And I realized that a lot of people over the years and conversate different conversations is that a lot of people forgive friends a lot easier than they do um, their spouses, partners, or lovers in my circles and my friendships and my conversations. It's not the same for everybody. And I put it on Facebook and I was like, why is it so much easier to forgive friends but harder to forgive our spouses, partners, and lovers. And I really wanted the perspective um, from other people, getting their opinions and their thoughts um, about it. And as I was reading through the comments that everybody was putting in there when they saw it, um, it helped me to start reflecting a little more and helping me see myself a little more. And I just randomly hit you up and was like, you know, I think this might be a good, you know, podcast episode for us to talk about because, in the grand scheme of things, you know, you would think forgiveness is forgiveness, but it doesn't actually turn out that way when it comes to the differences in relationships for some people. So for you, Chris, is it easier for you to forgive a friend than it would be for a lover for a mistake that they made or something that they did that hurt you or whatever the case may be? Which way is it for you? To be honest with you, when I look at the question, I see it the other way. Okay. I, I think it's much easier to forgive spouses, partners, lovers than friends. And <laughs> I really don't know why. It's to, I, it, to me, it's the level of friendship that we have. Um, okay. If we are really close friends, then the, honestly, the only thing that separates you from my partner is the fact that we're having sex. Um, mm. There's a level of intimacy that I have not physical, but there's a level of intimacy that I have with my partners that I have with my close circle of friends. Um, so it's really not that much of a drop off. Mm-hmm. But like you said, when I was thinking about it, I was like, it was much easier to forgive my partners because I, I, there's no because, but my friend should know better. <laughs> if you're my friend, you, sh- you should know better. Um, Interesting, and, and but... I, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Listen, I'm listening. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking out loud. I'm just rambling. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it, I should have thought about this before we came on. But I, and I don't know why that is. And I'm sure I'll get to those answers as we continue to dive into the conversation. But when mm-hmm. you first read the question, what was your initial response? Well, I didn't read the question. It was my question that I posed, that I put out there. So okay. it wasn't that, you know, I saw it and I sent it to you because I, I, I think I probably co- cropped it out um, as to who posted it. But that was my question because I wanted to know based on, like I said, all the conversations that I've had with friends over the years is that a lot of the, I've seen a lot of people who have friends who've done them dirty that are still a part of their lives and that they're still together with. And they still kick it with. But they have different partners, different boyfriends or girlfriends or booze or husbands or wives or whatever the case may be the the intimate relationship is gone and they either don't have anybody else or they have an or they have a new one and but the same friend who i know has done some things to them is still there they're still involved in relationships so for me um i don't have a lot of friends as is so um i have a lot of associates and i have some and i have a few friends and i have what I've learned from one of my best friends out here is that friendships have um, are on different levels. And I learned to do that because I started to learn that 
I would get offended when a quote unquote friend did something that I didn't approve of, but that's because I put all of my friends in one box opposed to you at this level of friendship, you at this level of friendship, you at this one, as you go higher, depending on how much we've shared, um, how much um, we have been each other's, how long we've been each other's lives, what we discussed and all that kind of stuff. So as I've learned to put my friendships in different categories, different levels, you know, I realized that I don't have a lot of quote unquote friends. I have a lot of associateships because Anthony has trust issues. I can be very honest and open to say that I have trust issues and I, most people do, but I'm just acknowledging me. Um, but what I have realized that even though I haven't had a lot of relationships, um, I do find that in my relationships, I have held my um, partner, spouse, whatever you want to call it, boo thing. I've never been married, so I can't say spouse. Um, <laughs> but, you know, my partner or boo or whatever the case may be, I've held them to a higher standard where it's harder for me to forgive them. I'm the opposite, you know, than it would be for a friend. Because I think for me, um, it's actually almost the same thing that you said, just the opposite perspective. Um, for me, I feel like as a um, somebody who is mine romantically, you know, I feel like I give a lot more. I talk a lot more. I have higher expectations um, of them. I share things with them that I may not even share right. with some of my friends on a much deeper level or um, at all, just because I feel like when you are with somebody in a, rom a romantic way and they are yours and it's um, a relationship, not like somebody you're dating, but a relationship, a, a union. I feel like that with them, um, they are your go-to person. Like I've talked about in previous episodes that I've used to make my exes my journal. You know, they were the, the person that I feel felt like I could pour my everything into. And that's my relief because I have always put that people that I've dated, they are the people that can make my day better or they can make it 10 times worse. I've said that on a previous episode. Um, but I've realized that I struggle with um, forgiving my exes when they did something wrong. Even after the relationship is over, I could be cool with them. We could be talking and we could be good, but baby, I think about something that they did <laughs> and it just, it's almost like it just bubbles up again. Yeah. And I get frustrated and I get angry again. And we all know that to be what we call bitterness um, <laughs> and, and not really forgiving or letting it go um, depending on wh who you are, or what you may say. But I realized that that for me, is how it is for me. I am I'm harder on my on my significant other than I am in relationships. But I think I think you just said it too. Like, how much of it is expectation? Because, and I think we've all uh, heard the quote: "Expectation leads to disappointment." Mm -hmm. Obviously, when you're in a relationship with someone, um, an intimate relationship, with someone there is another level of. Um, expectation with them even though at the end of the day there's still um, someone who cares about you like their love for you to me isn't that different than your ultimate best friend um, so if you remove if, if you remove sex from that equation that level of intimacy 
are you more likely to forgive them like you would a friend or does sex really take you to that in-depth layer? Because if I'm thinking about it, we're definitely more selective. Well, I won't say that. People are more selective of their friends than they are their spouses. Mm-hmm, some people. And I'm like, that blows my mind. <laughs> it's just, you are about to engage into hopefully a lifelong journey with this person. But the expectation for them could be very, very minimum, you know. And right. To me, it falls right up there with that saying, um, you should know what I like. You should know what I want. Or you should you, you should be right. able to read my mind. And I'm like, the fuck? but who do you think i am like but your homie yeah you know your ace and y'all been a kindergarten can get away with everything under the sun why is the expectation for me any different and it's that i if you strip away all the titles it's really just people who care about you if that's the foundation I still don't get why it's really harder to forgive your friends than your spouses or vice versa yeah, and that was um one of the things that some people were saying, you know, in the comments um on my posts, and that some people were saying, you know, I don't see it any differently. Some people say, you know, your partner is the one of my um friends that said it. She was a friend of mine. We've known each other since middle school, and she said something really. She articulated it perfectly. I'm gonna read it. She said, um, your partner is the mirrored image of yourself. They can see through you a raw portrait of your insecurities, weaknesses, traumas, and imperfections. Your partner has the ammunition to cripple your entire self-esteem. I think when you reach that level of raw intimacy with a partner, you're facing that mirror daily. So when they hurt you deeply, it tends to be way more work to repair than in a friendship where a lot of these can be hidden or disguised in lighthearted fun. And that stood out to me, for me, because... Like I said, I try to give my all in my relationships. You know, I try to, you know, speak my heart at all times. I try not to have any kind of um, things that are harboring in my heart or feelings that I have without expressing them to my significant other. However, if it's a situation with a friend, I may be like, oh, they tried it. Let me, I'm going to be quiet because I, if I really say what I want to say, I might, I might not have a friendship after this. Let me go ahead and be quiet, you know. <laughs> let me let them have their little joke. I'm going to give a little slide joke to let them know, all right, don't try me no more, but I'm going to let you have it a little bit, you know, and I think that's how I am. I feel like because I share so much and with a partner, but also to your same point with the expectation, expect so much, I think that's why it hurts the most because I shared in previous podcast episodes, you know, it's hard being in a relationship with somebody when you ask for simple things and they can't give you the simple things that you're asking for. You know, I'm, I don't think I'm the finest thing in the world, but it would be nice to hear, you know, you look really nice today or you look handsome. Yeah. Or, you know, um, you know, I thought about you today. I wanted to, I went and got this for you. You know, something simple, you know, to show that we are in a relationship. You know what I mean? And um, I'm learned. I have learned that um, expectations are not the best way to be in a relationship. And that's one of the things that I said to somebody else in the comment, because they said um, that, what did he say? He said, because your spouse, partner, lover should know better. I said, um, know better. <laughs> Based on what? 
and and that's what I said. I he, um I was like, no better than to to what make mistakes. He's like, no, not everything is a mistake. I said, no, but you can't expect them to not hurt you or not to do something that you won't approve of ever. I said, that's unrealistic. Um, he said, true, but as people, we tend to hold those that love us past friendship to higher regard because of how they are situated in our lives. Is it realistic? No, but we do do it. And I told him, I said, that is very true. But I'm learning that we make things worse holding people to unrealistic expectations. And absolutely, um, I think for me, this is being a um, sort of a wake up call for me to say that I, there's still some growth I need to do. Or that if I decide to get into a relationship the next time, I can't um, not give them the opportunity to make mistakes. And I even share it with my friend um, who's going through the situation and, you know, her relationship. I just share it with her and I said it to her without even thinking and not even thinking that I was going to this whole conversation, this episode was going to come about. Um, But I just said to her, we need to give our partners, our, our significant others, the opportunity to make mistakes because they're going to do it regardless. So when we give them room and we open our minds to that, they could, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. Um, it give us an opportunity to breathe a little bit easier and forgive a little bit easier because we've given them room to make mistakes. That doesn't mean that we're saying that they should make mistakes and there are some things that they should not do. But we have to also know that they're human and that people make mistakes and we can make the very same mistakes that they make it, they are making. And we would expect the same forgiveness. Um, but it's really been an eye opener for me. Well, and, and the other thing is talking about making mistakes, really, <laughs> these unrealistic expectations. And the more I'm thinking about this, the more I'm getting upset. because <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it because you're starting to stutter a little bit. <laughs> because it, 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 it blows, it blows my mind. For example, and I'm sure there were signs in your relationship that this person just wasn't the type to um, give you those words of affirmation. And for whatever reason, you gloss over those signs or just refuse to accept that he just wasn't picking up what you put down. Mm -hmm. I think that if I'm in a relationship with somebody and I just know he's a terrible gift giver, I'm only uh, hurting myself by continuing to expect him to give gifts. And I'm not excusing the fact that he shouldn't try or um, he should make the effort. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying, at some point in time, you got to realize the writing on the wall. He's just not a good gift giver. Um, right. So this expectation of like, you know, you should know me, you should figure it out. If this person's been this kind of way for X amount of years, the love for you may not be enough for that that flip, that switch to flip in that person's mind to Ooh. give you words of affirmation or to give you um, gift giving or whatever your love language is um, part of the disappointment is just refusing and I, I underline refusing to believe the type of person that you have may not be good for you mm-hmm. and, and, and holding on and that's when everything else you know blows up in your face that's when you realize you know um, they aren't good at speaking your love language and you want to blame them for it when you know like Maya Angelou said they showed you who they were believe them you didn't believe you you refuse you refuse (laughs) to believe them facts like 
I could only be mad if you were so low. Yes. And you know what? Me too. And I can honestly say this. Um, I feel like my last two relationships ended because I didn't, one, I didn't believe who they were, but I didn't allow them. I didn't love them for who they were. I was fixated on making them be the partner that I wanted them to be. Yep. As opposed to having a genuine experience with the type of person that they are. And I realized I've missed out on that. Mm-hmm. But that I've only the same thing. Because we, we had arguments like, why don't you do this, that, and the third? It, you know, why don't you do A, B, and C? Totally ignoring, you know, X, Y, and Z. And X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z was pretty damn good. But I was so focused on the expectations of A, B, and C that, um, you, you know, now X, I'm, y, and Z. Exactly. Now I'm quarantining and alone, drinking and getting high. <laughs> <laughs> And that's true because for me, you know, um, that was my problem um, in my last situation is, you know, I hung in there because I just knew. And this is a, a, a mistake that a lot of people make. And it's so funny we are having this conversation because this conversation came up when I was watching a live for my or, or organics um, yesterday, which is the product that I use for my hair. And okay. they were having a conversation with um, Bobby Valentino. And Bobby Valentino was talking about how he's not a relationship guy. He was very honest about it. Um, and he was saying, you know, I can kick it with girls, but not a re- on a relationship level. And he was saying how he's very upfront and honest with them and say, you know, I'm not looking for that. You know, we can chill. We can chop it up. We can do whatever. But I'm not a relationship guy. I'm not that guy. And a lot of females would get involved with him anyway and get upset. And he's like, well, I, I told you, exactly. you know, I was up front. I told you that's not who I am. I, that's, that's not my thing. That's, that's, I can't be that guy for you, especially, you know, in this industry and what he does and other kind of stuff. So it's funny that, you know, we're having this conversation because for me, I could see the signs up front. I could see um, that, not that they didn't love me, not that they couldn't care for me, not that the relationship couldn't have been successful. I think the relationship was unsuccessful because of both of us. However, I had the expectation that eventually they'll hear what I'm saying. Eventually, they'll see that I am crying out for whatever. Eventually, they will hear uh, my words. Eventually, they're going to shift and just automatically change who they are when they're already extremely stubborn <laughs> as a person and, you know, change for me because they love me. Like that fantasy shit we see on TV. Because they um, love me, yes. And I'm just going to cry and say, it, it happened. It finally happened. You know, but it's it's not realistic. And I had to take ownership and say, I saw the warning signs very early. And it's mm. sad that most of the times we don't recognize the warning signs until it gets really bad or until mm-hmm. after it's over where we could have saved us a lot of heartache, a lot of stress and frustration. Um, but I saw the warning signs up front. If you are willing to um, say something hurtful or shady before you compliment me, that's, that's a, that's a warning sign, mm-hmm. you know, you know? And so um I'm just at a place where, and I was sharing with my friend, I was just like, you know, I set myself up for that failure. I set myself up to be at this place now where I'm reliving the things that sometimes, you know, that they did that that hurt me. 
and it was hard for me to forgive them. But if I had heeded to the warning signs from the beginning, either it could have been corrected at the beginning when I was trying to be quiet and hoping that they would change and spoke up earlier, or I would have could have said, you know what, this ain't gonna work. Uh, let's go ahead and, and call it a quits right now before this shit get in too deep. And then my feelings get all entangled and then, um, you know, we got a mess on our hands. But I do want to go back to something that you said, you know, as far as, you know, you said relationships are pretty much the same on an intimate side, as well as for um, friendships. The only difference is the sex. But I feel like sex is an emotional thing. And because sex is an emotional thing, it can be very drive by depending on who it is but when you're in love with that person yes it takes the sex level to another level and it makes your emotional being and sensitivity to another level where it the hurt the pain of what they do what they do um lasts and hits and hurts and a lot harder and i think that's the place where it makes it harder for me i'm not speaking for anybody else for me when it comes to um forgiveness because i'm yes. i can i can say you know if you own it you own it and i can say i forgive you but it will still bubble up a little bit every now and again depending on you know how bad the wound was what it was mm -hmm. that you did but also from a standpoint of if there's been no changed behavior so you um, well, yeah yeah i think that plays a part for me i can't speak for anybody else i know that's for me that's why I try not, like these people that, like you said, that just can, they're more selective of their friends and they just pick anybody to, to date or, or sleep with. I'm like, nah, bro, I ain't got that. I can distance myself from a friendship and associateship because I know how to put them in levels and layers and categories. However, with a the relationship, there's one. There's only one relationship. We in a relationship or we not. You yep. know, so I, I can't, I, I can't identify with that. So... <laughs> I'm going to now. I'm thinking about the other side, and I think I'm. I'm. First of all, I think I'm way too forgiving. I, I've shared some shit with you that you looked at me sideways, like you let it go down like that. Listen, I, I would have went to jail that night. <laughs> I would have broke that thing's face. Do you understand but, me? <laughs> but Ooh. to be honest, I and to be honest, I don't know what even to attribute it to. Just other than just people are just people you know i feel like for all their brilliance and this bullshit people are liable to disappoint you at some point in time and i'm not excusing it but i think understanding that that everybody just everybody in this world is capable of hurting me let me say that um including my parents so if my parents can hurt me anybody can <laughs> <laughs> but the forgiveness and i i feel like i'm way too easy to forgive but at the same time that doesn't mean you stay part of my life and I think you and I have both seen people we've forgiven, but you're not eating at my table anymore. Right. Um, and I really just come, but I wonder if we would have that same energy if it was a partner or would our ego say we can change them. They will change for us because we're, you know, the shit or we're, we're totally worth of changing. I wonder how much does ego play a part in it? It's, it's really such an interesting. That is, that's a, that's really a good perspective. That is very, that's very good because I think like what or, else could it be? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> oh you you just you just shaded me a little bit undercover. <laughs> Maybe uh, uh, it is ego because I think for 
and a lot of my relationships, and like I said, I haven't been in many, but in my relationship, people that I've actually said I've been in a relationship with, I've given so much. And I think maybe it is, maybe it is ego and maybe a little bit of pride of ourselves to say, because for me, I'm like, I gave this, I did this, I gave right. this. Things that I wouldn't have given anybody else that I've given to you or let, done some things that I wouldn't have done with anybody else and da da da, da whatever, whatever. It's probably stuff that you're good at, though. You're probably easy. You could easily make a switch. They might not have that same... Uh, they might just have a little bit more difficulty. Right. And maybe... But maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's my ego in the way of saying that how dare they do that to me. Out of all that I've done for them, or all that exactly, you sound like a black mom, don't you? Chris, all I do for your ungrateful kids, this is how y'all treat me. Listen, and that's honestly, that's how I have been. And wow. um, after the relationship has been over, if it's been like a real one that I was in for real and I thought was gonna last forever, I'm like. Do you know what I did? Do you know what I went right. through? Do you know all the stuff that I put up with when it came to you and you couldn't do these simple little things for me? And you I'm become doing Denzel all these training big things day. for you? Yes. Yo, that is ego. It's ego. That is ego. And, and I wonder, I wonder how many healthy relationships there are with each partner allows the other partner to just be. I will, I will, I will voice my frustrations to you. Um, I will let you know my if I have expectations or you know simple stuff like, you know, I expect you to say um, words of affirmation to me. Mm-hmm. And then at some point in time, do you see the writing on the wall and do you leave? As at, at some point, it's no longer on the person, but it's on you, right? Or is it something you know that eighty twenty rule? Is it something that you can honestly say? Yeah, he doesn't do this. I can deal with. But I, yeah, he doesn't do this or she doesn't do this. But I I don't need that from this person. Uh-huh. And that's one of the things that I talked about with my friend. And that's and she brought it up. She was like, it's that 80-20. You're not going to get 100% of um, what you're asking for. Because we were talking about um, somebody else. Because they were in a relationship with one person and... They were upset about this. They got everything else that they wanted and needed, but it was something else that they really wanted in the relationship that they just weren't getting. So they broke up or whatever. And then they went and got with somebody else where they may have been getting what the last person didn't give them. But now this person is calling them out their name, saying all kinds of disrespectful stuff. Okay. Using their using them for money and for cloud and all these other kinds of things, making them cry, which the first person didn't, but this new one is, you know, belittling them. And all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And it's like, but if you had stuck with the first one, y'all could have worked on that one thing that wasn't working well. But you had, you needed that so badly, you let that relationship go. And then you got with somebody else who treated you 10 times worse than the first one. Or, and, and go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was saying the other thing is, can and and this this is such a great area because I know people will run with it and this is how shit happens. <laughs> Can you get that twenty uh, percent from somewhere else? And what I mean by that is I'm not talking about cheating. Mm-hmm. For example, if I like I love sports. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I haven't been with anybody that loves sports as much as I do. Mm-hmm. But I know I can go to games or go to sports bars with you know some of my friends. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not about to sit there and make my partner watch the Super Bowl if I know he's miserable. Mm-hmm. You know, can you find and and this that's is what just I think considerate. And that's and that's what I mean. Can you get that twenty percent from? Let me. Yeah, that's perfect. Can you get that twenty percent from a healthy source? I'm not talking about somebody at work you low key have this flirting relationship with, or somebody you have this DM conversation. Now I'm just projecting. Getting back on topic. <laughs> is is like is it is it worth it? Is it worth it? And I, um, I'll share a quick story with you. I remember, um, my ex was a is a excuse me a. a dope musician like i love his music to this day i still listen to his music mm-hmm. but he's the type when he gets in the studio he loses all track of time all wow. track of time and i'm the type i will text you cute shit throughout the day hey just thinking about you hope you're having a good day and shit like that but i would go for hours <laughs> without hearing from him and back then i was like well damn he obviously doesn't think about me or he doesn't love me as much as he say he does because he doesn't do the little cutesy shit that i do <laughs> when in all reality he's just when he's in a studio, he's creating. And creative people are just... They need to be in that space. They have to they zone need, out. Exactly. Uh-huh. And I was just... And I used to... Yo, I used to be... I used to make such a deal about this little innocuous thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Without, the one thing that people don't know about dating or creative. Is that you have to give them that space. And the interesting part is I've never de- dated a creative except for one. who I, I dated a dancer. And they needed time and they danced and sang. So they had to create or be moving or doing something. And But I learned that I was the creative in the relationship, <laughs> that I'm more creative than I let myself be, Um, you know, let myself know. And I'm like, yeah, I do have those spaces of time where I zone out and I'm to myself and I'm writing or, you know, um, trying to figure things out. Like you and I have talked about the things that we do with the podcast. I'm like, I'm up at one, two o'clock in the morning. Looking on, and texting me at 730. Talk about I got this idea. I'm like, what? (laughs) So yeah, it's people don't realize that when you have a creative, you gotta give them freedom to be creative because they have to get it out. It's just in them. And um, you never know how how you know important that is to them just to be supported in that moment instead of being nagged for whatever it is that they you feel they should be doing. So let me ask you this. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. this is the beautiful thing about these type of conversations. Do you feel do you have a better understanding than what we started of this situation? I do, because you gagged me when you pulled out that ego card. Because, I... and what made me think about it was, I was watching, um, you know, you know, we like the Red Table Talk. I and Jada has always talked about ego. Mm-hmm. And she's talked about her own individual ego. So when you said that, her face flashed before my eyes and I was like, damn. Wait, let me say it. That part. Right, that part. <laughs> that's that's real talk. You know how that, that's real talk. That's real talk. So when you said that and her and her face flashed from I say, I'm being very egotistical. Mm. Even though what I'm saying is true, my ego is superseding the fact that I allowed it, that I stayed with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I and it's keeping me from doing what's right, which is truly forgiving and truly letting go of a situation that I walked away from because I thought as I wasn't getting all the things that I needed in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So either way, I walked away anyway. So why am I still holding on to that? Because of my ego. So mm-hmm. I do have a different perspective now for me. And if it, if it wasn't for nobody else, this was for me to realize that. I am much more egotistical than I knew. 
And a lot of and one thing that Jada talked about before on the Red Table Talk that there's different ways of being egotistical. And she said it in one episode that, you know, since you, you don't want to do for me and you don't really care about how I'm feeling and all this kind of stuff. And she said, but they are a person. They have feelings, too. Yes. You're not the only person that has feelings. Yes. So it's it's bringing back um, that episode to help me to say and, and other episodes where she's talked about it that for me, I have been being egotistical where I have put myself up on such a high pedestal that I have neglected the fact of taking ownership for my part in the situation. Even though I think I'm a great person, I think I'm a great lover, friend, or whatever the case may be, I still have some work to do. And that is my takeaway. Yo, I'm, I, I was very egotistical, not necessarily in the relationship, but in the expectations. after parts of the relationships and also yeah. the expectations of the relationship. Um, so, yeah, I'm, def- I'm, I'm definitely walking away <laughs> like, dude. He just cut me real deep right now. <laughs> but, you know, for me, for us as people, you know, like how we do, we're always doing self-reflection. But it, it hurt, but it's also <laughs> a good feeling to say, wow, I just learned something about myself that I, I'm, that I need to work on. Something that, you know, I am still growing. It's something that I still need to, you know, to develop and dig a little deeper to find out where that ego was coming from which I'm already starting to get thoughts in my brain as to where the ego is coming from, how it led to that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely walking away with a definitely new perspective for that. How about you? Yeah, me too. It, to me, it's really about my expectation of people is so low and it's so terrible <laughs> that I really just expect everybody to disappoint me at some point in life. So maybe that's it's easier for me to forgive, but I know that I give people way too many chances. And I I think Mm -hmm. there's a fine line between forgiveness and being stupid. I've been stupid in a lot of my friendship slash relationships. Uh Uh-huh. Damn, okay. No, I mean, not like that. (laughs) (laughs) Not like that. I know. But yeah, it it really just makes me think in how I approach these relationships and what I expect of people. You know, um, I can I feel like I can dive deeper with you than with a lot of my other friends only because we're willing to do the work. We're willing to hear those hurtful truths and say, damn, I'm egotistical. Right. You know, and I'd be stupid to <laughs> take this conversation to my drinking buddies, like, all right, y'all, let's dive into our feelings. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> like, but let's then, dive into our feelings, mother. <laughs> But then I get mad at them for not wanting to be introspective. That's not their gift. That's not what they want to do. That's not what they are about. Right. So, um, and that goes back to putting them, putting your friends in categories, knowing who you can go to for what. Exactly. And and the same way you could do for your partners. Yeah. The same way you could do for your partners. Um, but I, I, when I saw your post on Facebook, I was reading some of the comments, and I was just like, and I love it because it's a myriad of different responses. And honestly, I think the responses are stemmed from past experiences. That's really what we draw from in these things. Uh-huh. Trauma. Mm-hmm. It's our trauma. They're, yes. <laughs> Real talk. Cool, 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 cool. So that is our episode today. What are we going to call this episode? 
are we to calling it? We can't really say ego. I guess we can call it something to deal with partners. We'll talk about it. Well, yeah, we um, got to come up with a title. <laughs> we <laughs> got to figure out some kind of topic to call it. But um, this was a really good conversation. I hope that, you know, everybody that takes a listen to this particular episode got something out of it as much as I did. Um, and I'm walking away from it because my eyes, if y'all can see how big my eyes are right now, like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this was a good conversation. And I'm glad that I reached out to Chris to say, Let's chat. Let's talk about it. And um, in in just an opportunity to get more content, but not just for that, but to have those healthy conversations so that we can figure out where there is some more development that can happen for us individually. And today I learned that there's some more development that I need for myself. So I'm glad we had this um, conversation. Um, mm-hmm. Any final um, words or anything you want to say before we end out? No, and I think the cool thing is, and and guys, if you haven't noticed, like, we really just enjoy having conversations. And really, this whole thing just stemmed from Anthony sending me a text and saying, we should talk about this. Um, if you just have a conversation or an idea or a thought or something that came across your mind and you want us to talk about it, just send us an email at thesecretsarekillingus at gmail.com. Um, you can slide in our DMs on a healthy level. Um <laughs> And, and, and just shoot some stuff our way. We really love just talking about the most random things. If you've ever, like, this is how we are in person. You know, we don't just do this for the, the, right. the, for the podcast. It's really everything random under the sun. <laughs> um, but as far as final thoughts, really just, you know, allow people to be people and, and embrace them for where they are in their journey. Because those expectations will nine times out of 10 lead disappointment, but don't mm-hmm. be afraid to voice, you know, your needs and your wants and your relationships and your friendships. Um, I don't know. Damn, I wish we had more time. This is what's happened on the insecure. Are you caught up on insecure? I'm past doing seasons of insecure. No, so no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, like honor, that's honor your feelings, no matter how small you think it is. Like Anthony said, some people might have a slide joke and you got to let them know real quick. Don't, you know, don't, don't try to play me. Um, but speak up, own your truth, and just walk in it. Just walk in it. Yeah, I would agree. I would piggyback on all of that. And also know what you can handle and what mm. you can deal with. Because we already talked about the 80-20 rule in um, romantic um, relationships. Um, know what you can put in that 20% that you're not going to get. And know that you'll be able to be okay with it, with the per- person that you're currently with. Um, evaluate yes. every situation um, and figure out what works for you but what's also going to benefit the relationship because in a relationship it should be give and take but it should be how can we elevate each other as well so always evaluate yourself do self-reflection as often as you can check in with yourself try to figure out where you are who you are in this moment in this time because we all change develop and grow and try to figure out what works for you so um, I, that would be my final words for on the podcast today so thank you guys for tuning in once again thank um, you to the secrets are killing us this new episode remember to follow us on instagram and facebook at the secrets are killing us um you can follow um chris and i's personal page um as well share the content let people know about what we're doing in the conversations tag them in the posts um send them the posts um um, make sure that y'all are really engaged with us because we want this to keep growing and not for our benefit, but for the benefit of our communities and the benefits of our hearts and our minds and our souls. So thank you for all the love that you've given us. We have some more 
things coming up as we're preparing for Mother's Day. We have some really good conversations coming up that are dealing with motherhood and what comes with that. So be on the lookout for that as we go forward. But until then, we are signing off. We love y'all. And that's it. Have a great one. Peace, guys.